0: Hey guys, it's Amber. I have a favor to ask, especially from those of you who have been listening for a while now. Would you be so kind to rate and review this podcast? Why? Because ratings and reviews get noticed. And honestly, we want more people to hear the good news about Jesus and the everyday applications that help us know and love God more. And don't forget to share these episodes with others. Thanks for your support. Today's episode is called Let God Do the Work, and I'm going to try to encourage you to stick with prayer and reading the Bible. Even if you've thought, "Mm, I don't get anything out of it, nothing's happening, hey, that's what we're going to address today, and hopefully I can encourage you to be in it for the long haul. Hey guys, it's Amber, wife, mother, warrior, type A child of God. Here at Little Things, we examine everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for joining me. So, um, March... 2020, when COVID 19 hit, I had a pretty big disruption to my life. And I'm sure most of you had the same thing happen. So for me, I had been going to the gym Monday through Friday to start my day as soon as the kids were on the bus to go to school. And uh, all of a sudden, schools weren't in session and my gym closed. And so my kids were home all day, and I didn't have a workout place. And for a while, I tried to stick to some at home routines, um, eventually gave up on that. And then, you know, it was summer, and so I did what I thought was you know, plenty of activity outside it um, in my yard and just doing stuff. I thought, ah, I'm active enough. It's not that big of a deal. Well, fall came, and I bottomed out. Like, the wheels came off of the get healthy, stay healthy, be healthy wagon. They were just gone completely. So I took to baking as my pastime, and uh, I didn't bake healthy things. I mostly baked all kinds of delicious cookies and desserts and breads and all kinds of calorie-laden desserts. And while I was at it, I got into Amazon Prime and Netflix series. And, you know, that was fine while I was baking and in the kitchen. But um, then, you know, when I got bored or didn't want to do anything, I just put a movie on and kind of caved into that really um, lazy lifestyle, eating a lot of calories, not paying attention to my health. Well, sure enough, 2021 hit and my family decided to go for a hike. So we're on a hike. My daughter's taking all kinds of beautiful pictures and on the way home, she sends them to me. Sometimes you need to see a picture of yourself to find how far you have fallen because it was not pretty. I told my sister a couple days later, I look like the Michelin man. Everyone around me is tiny, thin, and here I've put on a food baby, and I've got 16, 20 extra pounds on me, and I look six months pregnant, and by the way, I'm almost the same weight that I was when I delivered my children, so I had this realization that, you know, something's got to change. We cannot stay on this same cycle because this isn't how I want to live. So it was an immediate wake-up call. Uh, I had reason to use my license a couple days later, had to give it to someone. I just quickly looked at it while I was putting it back and I went, oh boy. (laughs) Yep, I've got a long ways to go. I remember that being a very accurate wait because I got up and weighed myself that day before I renewed my license. So yep, I had a long ways to go. I had managed to put on quite a little chunk of weight uh, in my nine or ten months off, which is crazy to think about. But anyway, major, major change overnight. I decided that I was going to work out. I had already bought this partial elliptical that was all... um, your legs and so I decided to get serious about exercise again weightlifting and you know the abs the push-ups all that good stuff I quit eating after 8 p.m didn't eat again till after 8 a.m so I had 12 full hours of fasting every day up to my water intake decided chocolate was evil And it would not be part of my diet, which is hilarious because that had been one of my staples all throughout the fall. And uh, by the way, chocolate is not evil. It's wonderful. I love it. However, uh, for a time, I definitely need to avoid it because it has way too many calories. And it seems like once I start, I do not want to stop. So for the time being, um, no chocolate and I just refuse to go on Amazon Prime or Netflix because once I go there, I get sucked into it. And, you know, I have too many things I want to do to just sit and watch those things for a while. So the funny thing is I had gone two weeks after, you know, major lifestyle change, major lifestyle change. Even the meals that I did eat, I was, I went back to my salads and my smoothies and, you you know, lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, forget about the butter, forget about the gravies, forget about the sauces, all that stuff. And two weeks in, I finally weighed myself and I had lost four pounds. Now, all things considered, that's pretty good. I mean, you want to lose one to two pounds a week. And so that seemed honestly, like a pretty decent start. But I was sort of deflated. I thought, man, I've done all this stuff. And made this huge change in only four pounds. And it came to this moment, like decision time. <laughs> Am I going to keep going? Or is this even worth it? Should I just give up now? <laughs> and I just came to the decision that, you know, it doesn't matter what the scale says. I have got to work out. I'm going to be healthier. And it doesn't matter if I see my body changing right away or not. You know, I can't live on chocolate. I mean, I can, but it's not going to fuel my body the way I want to fuel it. And even if the scale doesn't see a huge change, you know what? Not watching Amazon Prime, not watching Netflix, I'm getting more done. I'm going through things in my house again. I'm working again. I'm, I'm at it. So I, I just can't let the scale get me down. I just have to keep going and not worry about that. But, you know, if we're honest, we do this a lot of times spiritually. So have you ever prayed about something for a while? You know, a couple of days or a week or maybe even two weeks or or more. And you were really, really praying to the Lord about something and you just didn't see change. So you sort of went, oh, well, I guess, I guess God's not going to answer that. So, oh, well, so you quit praying about it. Well, how did you know? You know, if we're honest, a lot of things we ask God for are pretty major things. You know, they're not just like, oh, by the way, can you make sure I get a car wash tomorrow? No, we're asking for life change. You know, help this person to conquer their addictions. Lord, put me in a different job. Help these two family members to get along better. Please bring peace to, I mean, these are not overnight things. And when we're giving up praying, God kind of is like, okay, if it doesn't mean anything to you, I mean, I was working, I was working behind the scenes with all these things. But if you don't want it, that's fine. And you know, there's a biblical example of this. When Jesus went to Nazareth, um, he, he went to the synagogue, and he told the people, basically, you know, I am I am what these prophets were talking about. I am the one you've been waiting for. And they absolutely rejected that concept. No way. I mean, we know you. We know your mother. We know your brothers. You can't be the son of God. We know who you are. And we're told, and he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Jesus gave them exactly what they wanted, exactly what they were saying. They were saying, we don't believe you can do it. He's like, okay, if that's how you want to believe, we'll just go with that he was never out to make a name for himself as a miracle worker. You know, he could have. He could have gone all throughout Israel doing all the miracles, making a name for himself, but that would have been done out of pride. And what Jesus really wanted is to show the Father's plan for salvation. He wanted people to love the Father and to recognize that he was the answer to all that the prophets have been saying for years and he was the answer to our problem of sin and so he left nazareth without doing many miracles because the people there just didn't believe in him and when we pray for a little bit and then we're like oh oh well i guess god didn't want to give me that how do you know How do you know you gave up? That's like me giving up exercising after two weeks because I didn't lose 20 pounds in two weeks. Well, I lost four pounds. I'm getting there. But you know, it took me several months to put the chunk on. It's going to take me several months to take it off. And the same with our prayers. Let God do the work. Keep praying. Don't give up. Don't get, you know, all distraught and down because you don't see the change happening overnight. Again, like I said, so many of these things that we're asking God to do are not little things. And God can work in many situations in many ways, and he will. We just have to keep trusting and keep believing. You know, we do the same when we read our Bible. I don't know how many people I've talked to throughout the years. Yeah, I tried to read my Bible, but man, I just gave up. How many people don't on January 1st? Said, yep, this is the year I'm going through my Bible. I'm totally going to do this. Get through, you know, creation that, okay, I got that. I got that. Yep, we fell into sin. And then they get to something like Lot and his daughters. And they like, like, hold on, this is messed up. This is really messed up. Yeah, Dad, God didn't gloss over the, the ugly stuff. He showed humanity in its sinful form. He showed us how ugly it can get. And you know what? That's a blessing because our lives can get pretty messy, pretty ugly, pretty yucky at times too. And we can go back and as we're reading the word, we can go, wow, okay, I'm not the only one. Or you get to a part and you go, I don't get it. I I totally don't understand this. I mean, what is God even saying in here? Listen, if you understood everything in God's word, you would be God. I'm so glad I don't serve a God that I totally understand. God's ways are so much higher than my ways. And that's a good thing. I have a very limited understanding. Even Daniel. Daniel was this man who was, you know, quick. He had this capacity to learn. He was quick to learn. He interpreted dreams that nobody else could interpret. God worked through him in amazing ways. He was wise. He, he knew things. He figured things out. God was able to work through him. And yet, when we get to the prophecy chapters of the book of Daniel, more often than not, Daniel's like, man, I don't, I don't get this. I'm just going to bed. I lay there for days because I didn't know what was going on. This was beyond understanding. This overwhelmed me. Uh, yeah, that's right. There's a lot in the Word that we don't understand. And look, this is the thing. That's not when you close the Bible. You have a couple of different options here. One, grab a commentary or a study Bible. Ask your pastor what he uses for commentaries. Ask him what he uses for a study Bible. You can go and study the Bible with other friends. You can go to them and say, Hey, you ever read the book of Daniel? It's kind of creeping me out. I don't get it. You want to study it together? Go to a more mature Christian and ask for their help. Um, Listen to sermons. Oh, man, that has been one of my greatest ways of learning about the Bible. I love to listen to podcasts and sermons while I exercise. And over the years, I have heard so many things, you know, pastors explaining, well, this is what the Greek means, or this is what the Hebrew means, or this is the context, or... You know, whatever. And I think, oh man, I never knew that. That makes so much more sense. Ah, (laughs) but you know what? It takes time. It doesn't happen if you quit the first time you get confused. I was reading Psalm 25 the other day and it says, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in truth and teach me for you are God my Savior and my hope is in you all day long. Isn't that a beautiful prayer? Show me, Lord, teach me, guide me. Guess what? That doesn't happen in two days. That happens when we are going back to the word day after day after day, and God is showing us things, and he's teaching us things, and he's helping us to understand things. But then we get to verse 14, and this is the amazing part. It says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. Are you kidding me? God confides in me. He guides me. He tells me his ways. He tells me how to stay on the narrow roads, how to live with integrity. You know, it's not like God is in heaven saying this is all a bunch of secrets. And once you get past level one, then I'll give you a clue. And then if you do something really amazing, then I'll give you another clue and you can get to level two. And from there, if you do a dance and spin around and, you know, whatever you might get to level three. No, God revealed all of his word to us. It's all there. And just because we don't like a part or just because we don't understand it doesn't mean it doesn't have meaning. Doesn't mean that it isn't good for us. Doesn't mean that there aren't things there that will guide us. There's nothing extraordinary about reading the Bible and praying every day. It's an easy enough thing for anybody to do. There's nothing extraordinary about getting on an elliptical either. There's nothing extraordinary about eating healthy. It's the consistent doing it day after day after day after day that pays off in dividends. The idea is to not give up, to let God do the work in you. And this is the thing. A lot of times we don't even see the change. We're just going along and we don't recognize that our body is changing when we're exercising day after day. You know what? I did not realize how good of shape I was in. I looked back at the um, vacation pictures from a year ago and I was like, whoa, I had no idea I was in great shape. Guess what? I didn't even know what was happening to my body as I was working out. I was totally unaware. I was just going through the motions. When you're reading the Bible, you don't even see how God is changing your heart. You don't even see how He is filling you with ideas about integrity. You know, as you read about Daniel, as you read about Joseph, as you read about David early in his life before he fell into sin with Bathsheba, the decisions they're making, the way they're living their life, those things, those things get in you. They cause you to go, wow, that's amazing. That is really something to live with that kind of integrity. It's it's just coming into you without you even really giving it a ton of thought. And the same with prayer. When you just develop the sense of, you know, having this relationship with your Heavenly Father, you don't even realize how much throughout the day you're talking to Him because it's just what you do. You know, as you go from thing to thing, you're, you're just in this constant conversation. You don't even recognize how much you are talking to your father, how much that relationship means to you. There's a quote that says, don't leave this world letting everyone else use you but God. Listen, I was doing a very good job of letting Netflix and Am- Netflix and Amazon Prime use me. I was getting very familiar with my couch. I was letting uh, various chocolate companies use me as their guinea pig very well. Man, I don't want to get to the end of my life and have that be my life story. I definitely want to be one of God's soldiers in the army. And that means I've got to be fit for service. I've got to be in the game. I don't want to be on the couch letting life pass me by. Hudson Taylor, who was a tremendous missionary to the Chinese, said, "I used to ask God to help me. Then I asked if I might help him. I ended up by asking God to do his work through me." And that's those are the phases that we go through. Listen, we definitely need God's help, and we definitely want to ask God how we can help him, but in the end, everything we do is just him working through us. We're just the vessel. But this is the thing. We want to be available. And being available means putting ourselves in the the line to be available, you know, being ready, being in the word all the time. We are going to be used by God because these things are just going to come out of us. This is what I've been studying. This is what, you know, in conversation, these things are going to come out, whether we're at um, work or at church or in our neighborhood or with a friend walking, we're going to be talking about these things. Same with prayer. Man, the first thing when something goes wrong that I say to somebody is, I'm going to be praying for you. I- that's my go-to. I- I- positive energy isn't going to help you at all. <laughs> and a lot of times, the things that people are dealing with, that's out of my realm of being able to control and help you with. But what I can do is I can pray. Because guess what? I have access to God through Jesus Christ, my Savior, and so do you, which is why it's so important that you don't give up. Let God do the work. Don't think for a minute that prayer doesn't work. Don't think that your time in the Bible is a total waste of time, that you're not getting anything out of it. Wrong, 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 wrong. God is doing his work in you. Let me tell you, you're going to all of a sudden see it. Levi Lesko had a sermon called uh, Growing Through the motions. And he was talking about trees and how they have their times of dormancy. You know, all winter long, they just sit there. They don't have any leaves on them. You, you're like, what's the use of that? But then spring comes and the buds come and the leaves come. And all of a sudden, there's this total growth. Well, if you were to look at them back, you know, in the winter, you're like, well, th- that's useless. That's ridiculous. They're not getting anything out of this. And yet, the winter brought them to spring into those new leaves, into that new life. And even in your times of not seeing any growth, keep doing what you got to do. Keep going through the motions of going to your Bible, going to prayer, going through the motions of getting into God's kingdom work, saying, yeah, I can help with that. And more and more doors will open up and you'll be surprised at the things that are coming out of your mouth because the Holy Spirit's using you. Because like Hudson said, Taylor said, you know, I ended up got- asking God to just do his work through me. Lord, just use us and do the work you want to do in us. Make us patient to be okay with whatever you want to do in our lives. Make us aware of the changes you need us to make Open our eyes to things that we're doing to sabotage our walk with you. And Lord, let us be your people who are willing to go the extra mile, willing to be with you, even in the difficult times, willing to go back to you, even when you're not answering our prayers the way we want them to be answered. You know, when I think about prayer, I think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He asked his father, to not make him suffer. And God didn't answer his prayer the way he had hoped. But God answered his prayer. He sent him angels who could strengthen him. And a lot of times when I pray a certain way, I'm hoping that God will answer my prayer in one way. And sometimes I even miss that he's answering my prayer in a very different way. Let God do the work. And try not to miss the way he's working in your life. This has been Little Things, because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. Have you checked out CL Whiteside's podcast, The Non-Microwave Truth, yet? It offers a fresh, vibrant Christian perspective to today's issues. CL is an educator and coach. He takes lessons from the Bible and applies them to everyday situations. I love to listen to him, and I bet you will too. You can find his podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check it out, The Non-Microwave Truth. You may think you are just one person, but trust me when I say each person's prayers are heard and each person's support matters. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you haven't yet, please take the time to rate and review Little Things today and share it with others. Thank you and God bless.